God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio program on Blog Talk Radio. And we also have our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Susan Puzio, or Greedy Preachers TV. And we have our website, propheticnews.com. Also, my updated book on Paula White, with, with a new title, and it's called President Trump's Pastor, Paula White, the miracle-selling huckster, who became the spiritual advisor to the world's most powerful man. And I've added a few chapters in there with some very interesting information that wasn't in the, in the first edition that I published. But I was thinking about this and I'm thinking how the Lord is going to promote this book because I think it has some very valuable information in it and I, I think the world ought to know who this person is and uh, since it looks like maybe uh, President Trump might run again and so she's already organizing luncheons with different evangelicals, and uh, the, the information is important. So if you know of any reporters or anyone that you could think of that might want to look at the book and uh, maybe do some reporting on it, because I, I think I think the information is it's dynamite. Uh, some, of the, some of the things that we've uncovered and... The world ought to know. So <laughs> anyway, if you can think of any people that might be interested, email me, susan at propheticnews.com, and uh, we'll see what we could do. So also, that's my email address, and you can contact me there. And we, we want to uh, thank God for our Blog Talk Radio program, which the audience is growing and that's another important outreach in the days that we're living in. Also, if you want some good reporting on what's going on in the Ukraine and in Ru the, with this whole situation with Russia, which it takes a lot of digging. I think you just have to keep digging to try to get all the facts about what's really going on. And... What we know for sure is that the people are suffering and people are losing their lives and their homes. And one city, Mariupol, was almost, I would say, 90% destroyed. And so, but this one reporter, his name is Patrick Lancaster, and he's on YouTube and he actually lives lives in the Ukraine. He's been married to a Ukrainian woman and he's lived there for eight years. So he goes out, he's got his helmet on and his gear. He's very brave. He goes out to these cities and these towns that have been attacked and he talks to 
to the people. And some of the videos are very graphic, so be forewarned. It's not for the faint-hearted, but he... These are not staged interviews. He's walking around the towns, and there's debris all over. Sometimes there's even bodies. And he asked the people on the street what they've witnessed and uh, what the facts are. So that's a very interesting channel. That's Patrick Lancaster. But anyway, I want to bring my guest on today, our very special guest, Jackie Alnor. Greetings, everybody. Good to be here. Yes, it's always good to have Jackie. And she comes on once a month. We're grateful that she does because I I think with all the information that she's gathered over these many 30, 40 years, whatever. How long has it been now, Jackie, that you've been doing this? (laughs) Wait, I guess, I guess, let's see, uh, because... Man, I sure date myself because you know I'm just a youngin, uh, so it can't be that long. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll go with thirty. Thirty years she's been doing this investigative reporting on on what's going on in the church or the so-called church and what the compromise has done to the body of Christ. And so, the Bible says that we're supposed to warn people and. I don't think there was enough warning going on in the early days of so-called Christian television because if, if there was more warning and more people heeding the warnings, we wouldn't see what has now become a farce in many cases. I think people probably could still get saved with some of these programs when, uh, they talk about Jesus and they talk about salvation. But then what happens to the people if the people are just fed a constant diet from these false teachers and false prophets? But, Jackie. But so many people, they, they just turn their ear away from the hearing. I was going through my paperwork and I found something that I have written 30 years ago that I just found this interesting because it was. In, it was before we had like the internet, but there were like chat rooms. That, I mean, there was the internet, but there wasn't the kind of the way we have it today. They we'd have these boards that we talk back and forth. Yeah. And I and I found this, and and it is absolutely true. Um, let's see. You know that I was associated in the early in my early walk with the Lord with the late Walter Martin, the author of the Kingdom of the Cult, and the head. The Bible answer man, the head of Christian Research Institute. Well, I testified this to some people who were defending somebody I really liked for having the show on TBN, and that was Zola Levitt. So this was from something I said on the Zola Levitt board back when you know when people didn't have Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, I said, let's see. So some people were were you know complaining that I shouldn't criticize Zola for being on TBN. And, um, you know, and not to stir anything up. And one of the comments I made is, I said, I can tell you from personal knowledge that many years ago, Walter Martin, the Bible answer man, wrote a letter to all the solid teachers, solid in air quotes, uh, who bought airtime on TV and asking them to join him 
In confronting the Crouch's false teachings, as well as those of the Word, Faith, TV, and family, none would join him. Only one responded out of eight or ten, I think, because they, quote, won't bite the hand that feeds them, unquote. <laughs> yeah. And, and certainly programs on TBN enjoy a good chunk of the revenue that comes from faithful TBN viewers. It's really hard for some to choose between God and mammon, and unfortunately, that's what it comes down to. And I went on to say, I sympathize with your affection for Zola. I have the same affection for him and Dave Brees and others that air programs on TBN. Um, but still, you know, I went on about how that, that just isn't a good idea because they lend credibility to the entire network. And, um, you know, I have a stack of, of my efforts at trying to talk, you know, different who I thought were the solid, more solid teachers. And I tried to talk them out of buying airtime on, on any of the networks that use the word faith, seed faith, ways of, of uh, fle- fleecing the flock. If they use those that spiritual extortion on the people, they shouldn't buy airtime that is supporting such a thing. And, oh, man, I, I have at least 20, somewhere between 20 and 30 or 40 that I just saved. I mean, there's plenty more that, uh, you know, I might have on my hard drive my, from an old computer somewhere. But through all of these, it was just almost, they all said the same thing. Well, you know, why why shouldn't we? We, we oh, Don't you think we should reach those people who the other teachers that come on right before and after us are, uh, might be teaching them? And I just say, you know, it's, it's, it's one big smorgasbord, roll your own religion, you know? Well, and the, and that's the thing is, what happened. Yeah, if they if they had, had all banded together at that point and said we're not going to program on this network until some changes are made, TBN yeah. would have had to make the changes because they wouldn't have programmers. They can't. So that's right because this was early on yeah. when when Nick started happening and Walter tried to bring something like that together. Back at that time, my sister was his secretary, and we regularly went to his Bible studies, and she ended up being the producer of Bible Answer Man and and then went on to other radio shows. But anyhow, um, he was trying to do that. He was thinking, okay, I'll reach the people who I know are solid. And uh, so he did that all at once and only got, you know, one back. I think the one he heard back from was Jack Hayford. Oh, and and that was just you know that was just well we we want to be light even you know among the other ones you know so that at least you know some of the truth gets out there for the money that people are paying. <laughs> well, the thing is, like I said, if they had all band together at that time, and, right? And they could have changed it early they on. They could have changed it early on, but they just all compromised because, of course, they all got wealthy from having shows on TBN and Famous. And so that was the trade-off. What, do you love Jesus more than you love yourself? No, I love myself and I like fame and I like money and I like my lifestyle. And I especially like all the wonderful benefits of having a program on TBN. 
Well, and there and there are benefits. Yeah. Uh, we oh, yeah. we looked at, we looked at some of the nine nineties and the kind of money that they're bringing in. In fact, uh, I was asking a mutual friend of ours who is a licensed uh, investigator about um, what some nine nineties that he got from Hal Lindsey, and of course Hal Lindsey would have been one of the guys that Walter Martin, you know, approached. And I approached him many times myself. And so, uh, let me get the exact numbers. And so our friend had that looked at the 990s of the, you know, of Hal Lindsey's recent numbers. And, um, let's see. And so, and so I'll show you how lucrative it is. As far as you know how the 990s will show what the salary is for the different people, well, these were the numbers for Hal Lindsey's salary just from being on TBN. In 2018, his salary was $860,000. Wow. In, in 2019, it was $880,000. Of course, okay, and then back in 2017, $750,000. I think he beefed it up $50,000 every year. And, um, and you know, that's strange because he was always so, um, concerned because he had a partner at one time named Cliff, Clifford Ford. They had a show to, they did, they, he had a TVN show with him as the announcer. And, and he would complain privately well, to my, one of my sisters who is now with the Lord, but, you know, she, she went to his church and was, you know, always saying he was complaining that he thought that the, his partner was taking too much off the top for himself or something. So it it always comes down to the dollar sign. And unfortunately, and, um, you know, and I hate to say that about Hal Lindsey. I mean, you know what? In, in, I, and again, 219 is the latest is the latest numbers. And if it's going up, if you uh, if it's a sequence, then he's at the million dollar range now, if you follow this. The numbers oh. that go in sequence. Yeah, that's only his salary. That's not counting his housing allowance and everything else that he's probably getting. So does he deserve more money than the president of the United States? The president of the United States doesn't even make that kind of a salary. Who do these people think uh, they are anyway? Uh, God's gift? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God's gift is right. Yeah, it's insane. It really is. But yeah. that's that's what happens. They... They feel like they deserve it. Well, again, they they know that that would stop it, you know, and that would stop if they didn't have this outreach. Because actually, Hal Lindsey hasn't written a book in 20 years, but he can still bring in the money with this. And, you know, he's in his 90s now. So, uh, you know, they're mainly, they're still, his show's still on the air, but it's playing reruns. And I think he's on Daystar as well. Yeah, well, he's but, not on if he's 90. He's definitely not on. Well, no, no, no. They're playing, you know, yeah. repeat <laughs> programs or whatever. Pat but Robertson <laughs> crawled back out in public the other week. Oh, dear. It's like, Pat, no, please. But he's he, he retired, but now he, he had to come back out a couple weeks ago out of retirement and make an appearance. Oh, now, who is this? Pat Robertson. Oh, Pat, Pat Robertson. <laughs> yeah, and, and Pat, he's one that really knows how to, how to 
turned that all into big dollar signs, right? When oh, he sold the yeah, I think what did they get? They got he got like a billion dollar endowment for his university, and yeah, uh-huh. if you look at their nine nineties, which you could go on nine ninety finder if anyone wants to look at nine nineties and find out about some of these ministries, but most of the television ministries because they're so out there and they're so visual and and so they take in big bucks oh two or three hundred million dollars a year cbn's taking in for what yeah well it, it's a it's a little different now since the since jan and paul have gone on to their reward uh, or lack thereof but yeah. anyway it's um with Matt, I think he's kind of more hands-off manager. You know, they don't do as much live stuff, and they've closed down a lot of their studios and such. And, you know, a lot of things have changed since it's not done through cable, but, you know, on, on various satellites or whatnot, you know. They're, and just, so they're just not producing as much. They just sell the, the, the airtime. And with just uh, selling airtime, you know, it, it's not as much um, – overhead on on things like that because every show is doing their own productions and and carrying their own costs and that kind of thing so it's you know it, it's not like like what it used to be i will say no it's not like what it used to be but it's uh it's, but just as many heretics <laughs> oh just as many heretics and it's a sad state of affairs it really is that the so-called church has wound up the way it is and that's the most visual presence of christianity to the world are these television programs and you're you're ashamed when you turn the dial and you look at what some of these people are saying and what some of these people are doing and it's so far away from what the gospel is supposed to be I, I just think it's better to keep yourself, try to keep yourself small, especially in your own eyes, and let God promote you. Whatever God wants to do, he'll do it. And it's it's yeah. a really a good idea not to get all wrapped up in the finances by begging people for money and having all these gimmicks to get people to give you money. It's just better to tell God what you need. And let him do it. And then if he doesn't do it, then it's not supposed to be done. And so then you don't really run the risk of corrupting yourself. Well, and there's also the problem with some people have very expensive tastes. Yeah. And it, I'm quite happy driving a few, because my car's a few years old. I'm quite happy driving that. I don't need a expensive brand new car every year. And we certainly don't need any jet aircraft now do we and so you know how do these people who are so materialistic how what do they have to say you know when what is no and and food on the table they want they want to live like kings and you know maybe jesus did go to prepare mansions for us you might say that in the king james version mansions and they want their mansions here, and that's why someone like Joel Osteen would, would say he has his best life now. Yeah, he's got his best. While we're talking about uh, money, let me play this clip. We didn't plan on playing this, but I think this is an interesting clip. This is this pastor, Michael Todd. Now, listen to this. Um, 
why do we talk about this? Why do we do this? And for all the people, again, who are like, oh, God, here we go. We're about to talk about money. During this series, we're not asking for any offerings additional to what people already do in this church. As a matter of fact, because of the generosity and the people who have already bought into this message, during this series, we're giving away $1 million. Okay, y'all not shouting, but I am because I know what God has done. It's, this is Million Dollar March. Y'all missed it. We're giving away with no strings attached a million dollars in one month. Wow. He doesn't make any bones about that, does he? <laughs> oh, it's nice to give away to other people's money, not yours. <laughs> it's like giving away his money. <laughs> oh, oh, and what's, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certain he wants something back from oh, that. Oh, of course. People will be but, flocking to that church. You know, it's funny because remember the the seven deadly sins. One of those deadly sins was avarice. And I was just looked this up on the Webster Dictionary. Avarice is the excessive or insatiable desire for wealth or gain, greediness, you know. And and that's not an, a good attribute to have. No, it's a terrible attribute. But the thing is. If you're not careful in public ministry, there's always there's always like this crossroad in a public ministry. You can take one way or you can take another way. And usually when you take the way of fame and fortune, you have to play politics because that's how these people succeed. This is a business. It's not these are not ministries for the most part. These are businesses. And well, they they run them as businesses, yeah. and and even they even take uh, seminars on how to run things as a business, and you know, or they learn it in the seminaries. You know, the uh, what was that? C. Peter Wagner taught the um, church growth principles, yeah. and that's what they go by. Yeah. And you know, someone used to say that the that the bait you use to bring them in is the is those is the you know the junky food you got to keep feeding them to keep them there well i don't know how they do it i i don't i really don't know how they do it and you see they're dropping like flies all over the place you see brian houston had to resign from uh, hillsong and now this documentary just hit on the discovery plus channel there's three three-part series, a whole documentary, and then, he, of course, he's being brought up on these charges that he covered yeah. up his father's sex crime. So uh, it's a sad state of affairs because if you don't build your house on the rock, eventually it's going to sink if you don't straighten yourself out. God has to do it. He has to judge you. And they don't realize that. He was riding high. They had a 24-hour network. One at TBN gave them that that channel. They were on satellite 24 hours a day. They had hundreds of millions of dollars coming in, more money than they could ever dream of, hundreds of churches, all kinds of success. And then what happens? Then you can't control yourself. You have to turn to drugs. You have to turn to alcohol. You have to turn to women or men or whatever and it's very sad that it has to wind up like that 
Well, and the thing is, now the the face of Christianity has been decimated. Now, every if you try to share the gospel with anybody who, you know, who isn't a Christian, and you're sharing the gospel with them, they'll just say, "Well, hey, I I don't want to be like Tammy Faye." I, I know people are talking about the movie they had. The movie came out recently, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Now, yeah. I, I haven't gone out to see it i i was kind of curious about it but i don't yeah it's not playing me i don't know how to how to get it but you know that's what they think christianity is and there's been so many scandals i mean it started with ptl you know with the well i wouldn't say it didn't start there i mean you had a well, lot that of was a big one that was a big one <laughs> yeah that was the big one yeah and um <clears throat> you know and so all of after all of that then it, it went downhill from there. Then there, one after another, there was Ted Haggard and his drugs and homosexual stuff, Paul Crouch and his homosexual uh, thing going on that came out in the LA Times years ago. And, oh, I mean, one scandal after another. And it seems like the ones who have the avarice, the greed, uh, are the same ones that have the lust and every other one of those seven deadly sins and and it's just one i think opens the door to the other until their conscience is feared and they no longer know right from wrong or even if they do know right from wrong they choose the wrong because they think the law doesn't you know well the the laws of the land don't apply to them but the uh, expectations of the followers of christ doesn't belong to them or doesn't apply to them either. Well, that's it. Jesus said it was hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So I guess <laughs> he knows what he's talking about after yeah. all. But that's why I don't have, I don't send out appeals. I don't make appeals. If uh, I leave it up to God. And I think for me, it was the best thing because I've learned how to trust God. And you can't beat that. We we used to talk about that. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he had orphanages way back, I think, in the late 1800s. George Mueller. Oh, we used to talk about him, how he never, he always prayed when he needed something for his or- orphanage. He prayed. He never asked anybody. And God would supply. And sometimes I think to myself, wow, how did he do that? <laughs> He was running. <laughs> he did that without, without Christian television, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. This was in the 1800s, and yeah, he would just pray and he would tell God what he what he needed, and God would come through. And so, yes, that's when missionaries were selfless. They weren't selfish. They were giving and caring for others, and it just seems like Christian television is like dog eat dog and and it's not caring for one another. It's the opposite. But, you know, it, it, they couldn't be corrected. And there was other people besides Walter Martin. Of course, Dave Hunt back in the 80s and people like him and Roger Oakland and Warren Smith. There, there were, I was in the midst of all of them in Southern California where all of this was really the, a lot of it, since that's where TBN was in Orange County and that's where I'm from. <laughs> that's where... Some of the efforts were trying to be made, but when, but when your own pastor, like in my case, 
I, I, Chuck Smith was my pastor at Calvary Chapel, and I would I would go to the once a week study with Walter Martin, but he wasn't part of Calvary Chapel. But um, my pastor was Chuck Smith, and he would go on TV and all the time. Now he, uh, I think for a while he was buying airtime, and he did take his airtime off, but then later kept going back on, and I wrote him letters and. I've got those in my stack as well, and um, he, I just wouldn't hear back from him. One time he had his son Jeff call and, uh, you know, try to give his, you know, his dad's perspective of, you know, trying to win people over. Well, they're not trying to win people over when they're, when they go along to get along. That's not trying to win people over. And, um, you know, I, I wrote people like Charles Stanley and who was having airtime on them, never hear back from him. I wrote at that time, D. James Kennedy. I mean, I have all those people in the stack. These are the names. And uh, and like Zola Levitt, like I was just mentioning, and and I, I knew him myself. And, and um, you know, had, you know, I've been at the same dinner table with him and stuff at, at gathering at some of the prophecy conferences back in the 80s. And I really liked Zola, and I really liked Dave Brees. And uh, um, when I was producing on Rapture Ready Radio, producing my um, Time of the Signs or Sign of the yeah, Time of the Signs show, I would I would feature these guys, especially you know Zola and also Dave Brees and Chuck Smith, because I loved their teaching. And you know they're all with the Lord now, but I still love their teaching. Well, Hal Lindsey's not, but. Um, but Dave Brees is, and, you know, Dave Brees wrote me a nice letter back, but, um, let me, let me see if I can grab it real quick. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, um, others, others would be really gnarly at me. Uh, oh, here's Dave Brees' response. Okay. I put some, I put some stickums on it. Uh, I won't read the whole thing, but this was back in 2002, January 2002. He says, uh, Dear Jackie, thank you so much for your letter and for the obvious concern you display for the purity of the gospel. Be assured that we share your high regard for the integrity of the gospel of Jesus Christ and will never in any of our undertakings misrepresent that precious word of life. As relates to our presence on TBN, we would note a very simple and rather Sad fact of life. There are virtually no Christian TV networks left, which we would see eye to eye doctrinally speaking. In fact, secular TV is in the process of absorbing almost everything it sees, and we would not be surprised if Christian television were to pass from the scene in the years to come. That being said, what vehicle would we then use to take the saving message of Jesus Christ to a world that is lost and dying in sin? Certainly, we could not support the purient programming of the secular network, but does that mean we should abandon TV as a tool for reaching the lost? Such a defeat of the gospel would please the devil greatly, I'm sure. And actually, his show, um, which is The King is Coming, he took it over from uh, Howard Eastep. He he was, they were on the local um, secular UHF, as we used to call it. Yeah. And, they were on those networks in yeah. L.A. I don't where else they were, but they were on secular TV, and they did make a big impact, by the way. 
And then he goes on, currently our outreach on TBN reaches all 50 American states, approximately 57 foreign nations, nations, and is by far the most cost-effective TV outreach that we have. The number of souls who have come to Christ as a result of our presence there is tremendous. Further, our staunch voice for biblical sanity echoes through the halls of other ministries that now air programs on TV, TBN, and there have been those who have come to us and shared that our sound Bible teaching had changed their own perspective on the Bible and delivered them from possible cultic tendencies. Uh, see, so so it, it, his was one of the best letters that I got back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> because, but at the same time, it's 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 justification, but it it doesn't deal with the problem of of complicating or or polluting. Yeah, the message yeah, and a colluding yeah and collusion it is yeah and so uh, let's see we do appreciate your fellowship in the gospel and hope that this brief answer in some way small way provide insight into our activities you know and blah 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 now is the good news until then we continue to herald the joyous refrain get ready the king is coming but you know anyway i love that man i mean god he's with jesus now but, and I understand. I mean, he meant well. He meant well. Uh, but that didn't change the outcome of it. And and I think a lot of the ones that he said, you know, we, we think we, you know, turned them away. Not the other ones who buy programs on TV. And none of them were set straight. A lot of them would, you know, when they would be confronted by by others, you know, like Walter Martin, they would give them, oh, yeah. You know, that'll never happen again. You know, we're sorry. Walter told me that every time he would talk to Paul Krausman, something really bad would come down. Walter, uh, he'd always say, oh, I understand now. And then he'd turn back and the next day teach the same thing he just he just repented of to yeah. Dr. Martin. <laughs> made yeah, well, he wasn't going to let anybody tell him what to do. told um, uh, Paul Krauss about it. You know, Paul, as we'll hear in this clip, was all, you know, thinking, well, this is from God, you know. And then what happened is that was in 93 where something was supposed to happen that summer. And when it didn't happen, uh, they brought him back on again and says, oh, when he when 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 the God told me this, I didn't realize he was talking about 94, not 93. And so, oh, so they made a big deal about it again. And raised money on the praise song saying you got to get everything in before this date. And, uh, and so the whole thing was just this horrible disaster that no one gave an apology for. And so this was the initial, um, you know, grand debut of this, of this vision. Okay. Welcome to Behind here. the Scenes today, a very special behind the scenes program. In fact, this, I am going to call a miniature Praise the Lord program because I have a very special guest that I want to spend this whole uh, half hour with on a most exciting, awesome, unbelievable word of the Lord that has come to Pastor John Henkel of Christ Church, Los Angeles, California. Oh, bless your heart. God John, you. bless your heart. Without getting into the elaboration of it, John, just before Vern sings, what was that word of the Lord that came to you just, what, a few weeks ago? Just a few weeks ago. And the Lord said, woke me up out of a sound sleep, 2 o'clock in the morning. But I would like to preface it by saying, Paul, it was not a soft voice. 
it was a firm voice, but it was so loud that uh, if a trumpet blast had been right in my ear, it would have been that loud. Mm. Or a clear ringing big church bell, bang. And the voice said? On Thursday, June the 9th, I will rip the evil out of this world. All right, and hold it right there. I will give you a little time during Vern's song to get everybody around the TV set because you will want to hear this word. We don't propose to answer every question. We don't know if we can fit this into everyone's theology or not. All we're going to do is report to you what the word was that came to Pastor Hinkle. And having had a little time now to, to reflect upon it and to seek the Lord further, perhaps a little more light has come, has it not, Brother more John? the scriptures that back mm -hmm. this up, yes. All right, get your Bibles out. You're going to want to look into the word with Pastor John Hinkle and me concerning this awesome word from the Lord. <laughs> Yeah, you're assuming it's a word from the Lord. What woke him up and said something like that to him, you know, in the middle of the night? And then, of course, you know, by the next year, they rehashed all of this. And, um, you know, because this was like at that time, I think it was really close to that, to, to the summer when they did this. So the next year, everybody was anticipating it. And, and Paul Crouch had repeated uh, you're not going to be able to fit this into your eschatology. You know, this time you said theology, and the next time you can't fit this into your eschatology, but it's from God. <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it, you know, again, we're supposed to test all things and hold fast to that, which is good. Well, that isn't good because there is no um, scripture that says God's going to rip the evil out of this world. As a matter of fact, he's going to bring his, people up out of this world in the rapture and then and then the evil is going to battle it out in armageddon and then he's going to chop them up right here on the planet you know and and the blood is going to come to the horse's bridle that's what's going to happen to the wicked so that is a total contradiction of scripture and they should have caught that right on the on at the time instead of making fools of themselves and then after the 1994 june 9th came and went and nothing happened. Uh, Paul Crouch made no excuses for it. Pat Robertson, as we were talking about him earlier, he gets on his uh, 700 Club, and he 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 just really stretches for some way to explain it, which really falls short. If you want to play that clip, yeah, I think this is it. This edition of the 700 Club. How are you? Great. It's June the 9th. It is June the 9th. And uh, we understood, by the way, that there was an unbelievable earthquake that took place in uh, the uh, Bolivian area. Mm -hmm. And it took place on June the 9th, Greenwich time. It, 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 they tell me at 1.33 Greenwich which is the beginning of June the 9th, that it was 400 miles 
under the surface of the earth, which is unprecedented. Well, the, there are people who have reported that in Minnesota and as far north as Canada, they felt the tremors from an earth, Bolivian earthquake. Was that 5,000 miles away from Canada? A long way. Time, Bolivia right? is way down. You talk about down in the Andes. Yes. It's down in the Andes, way up high in the Andes, as high as 11,000 feet. What? The question you ask yourself is, when something happens 400 miles below the That's surface right. of the earth, what does that do to the whole plate system? Well, it starts things rolling. If you felt the shock from Bolivia all the way up to Toronto, it says that the entire uh, substructure of the earth is getting shaken, and it took place on the 9th of June. And it ain't over yet. The that fat is, lady hadn't sung. With that, all that is. The fat <laughs> <laughs> lady hadn't either. But uh, that is interesting, because if you put it in Greenwich, the, the, the day officially starts at uh, Greenwich Mean Time, and then it, it works its way across. So according to the note that was given me, and I, I hope they added it right, it was 130. Oh, I rolled, it was rolled over in uh, uh, U.S. government. <laughs> do, do you know what he's saying? That it actually occurred on the 8th, but in Greenwich time, somewhere on the other side of the world from where the earthquake happened, it was the 9th. Yeah. <laughs> And and what any of this had to do with with God ripping the evil out of the earth, and when as there was absolutely no no structural damage, there was no damage, there was no tsunami, uh, there was and and the earthquake wasn't even that big. It wasn't like one of these ones that had subsequently happened that you know like nine points that caused tsunamis in uh, Indochina or wherever. It wasn't anything like that. It really, and there was nothing spectacular about it at all. It wasn't even big enough to cause a tsunami, and there was no injuries. Oh, if people felt it, uh, well, I'm sure they hardly felt it because <laughs> when they're that deep in the ground, they actually aren't the ones that you feel. It's the ones that are closer to the surface that you really feel. Yeah. And I've been through a few earthquakes myself, being a California girl. Yeah, you, <laughs> you would be. You would be very yeah. familiar with earthquakes. Well, and the thing is, he didn't say there's going to be an earthquake on, on June 9th, did he? No. I mean, that's really stretching it. That, that, and see, that just shows that they, that they absolutely won't admit that any of their folks would be false prophets. They, as a matter of fact, it's interesting that in another, I, I, you know, there's so much, I have so much footage, video footage of this. To, to narrow it down, but he did say, John Hinkle did say, you know, the next year when it was coming up, he says, if nothing happens, then I have to admit that I'm a false prophet. And, you know, and carrying on and on, and he says, and, you know, I just don't know if I can admit admit that. So, um, anyway, I, uh, I wrote to him, and, uh, and I wrote to Paul Crouch, and, you know, told them to come clean about this. And, of course, you know, he didn't. They didn't just, answer you? No, nah, they didn't answer me. And uh, I say to Hinkle, uh, where's the, did I not date this? Or this is like, my, my the paper is old. And I'm like, why did I not have a date? I guess I wasn't all that professional back then, but I wrote to Pastor Hinkle and I said, this is just a follow up 
on the letter and facts that I wrote to you on May 19, 1993, regarding the oracular prophecy you received. You did not have the courtesy of answering my last letter, but that does not deter me from writing again. You owe the body of Christ an explanation, or at least an admission that you listened listen to a lying spirit and passed the false prophecy on to the rest of us as truth. As a teacher, you are held to a higher account. Are you now going to step down as an ordained representative of the Lord Jesus Christ? According to your friend and promoter, Paul Crouch, the test of a true prophet is that what he says comes to pass. You claimed at that time that you were not a prophet, but were only reporting what you heard. I believe you did hear what you said you heard, but you didn't take into account that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, and you believed a lie. I hope you're more honest than those who are looking for faith-saving tactics, such as Wednesday's earthquake in Bolivia, to explain away your false message. You did not prophesy an earthquake, but a cleansing. I don't think the church will buy that. The best thing you could do is admit you missed it and take an early retirement. My condolences to your wife. This must be very upsetting to her as well. I know you're disappointed even if you dare not show it publicly. I pray this doesn't wreck the faith of those in your congregation, and I also pray that you do the right thing and find out what God might be showing you through this, thereby turning this defeat into a victory. I tried to warn you, and I'm sure others did as well. Could it be that you ignored the voices of reason that tried to test the message? God says in his word not to refuse those who speak, since they might be speaking for him, Hebrews 12.25. It's a spiritual crime that the accusations of heresy hunters has shut out the voice of God's warnings in the land. Yeah. Wow. And of course, nah, I didn't get, you know, and that was, that was, you know, <laughs> then of course, when I sent a copy of it to Paul and, uh, and he, uh, he threw it in the round file or whatever. He likes to throw things in the round file. Well, did and, he wasn't, did he ever make any more appearances that you know of on TBN Hinkle? No, not after that. And oh. see, I had, as I said in my first sentence that I wrote back in 93, and see, this was the next year. This was actually, oh, here's the attachment to Paul Crouch. It's dated June 10th, 1994. So I had written them back in, uh, you know, facts back in 93, and then I wrote them again in 94, and, of course, ignored both times. The, the thing is, of course, it would have been nice if he would have repented and he could have saved face and continued on, but he faded away. Nobody really paid him any mind after that, but it's kind of like, it reminds me of this the vision in Fatima. These children swear they saw an angel and they saw Mary, and uh, how many millions of people have believed that lie? You know, I saw something that, you know, who was it Michael Matt or Taylor Marshall, one of the Catholic guys that, you know, exposes things. I think it was Taylor Marshall. <clears throat> I did not know this, but he, he reported that those three children that only got all this from Mary and he believes it, by the way, he believes them. Oh yeah. They believe he, it. Yeah. He reported something I had never heard. He said that the, um, that Mary told them to do some, some, um, some 10 Hail Marys or, or 50 Hail Marys and, 
And so the bishop was saying, you better say your, your, your 50 Hail Marys. And so the kids stood there and yelled 50 times, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Yeah. Because they said they're 50 Hail Marys. And so they just said Hail Mary and they were mocking. Now, does that sound like children that are, that are, are playing upright <laughs> to be listened to? No, but people believe that, oh, they go there, they worship, and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're still worshiping at that place. And I, I posted a picture of it, and somebody said, how come they're not, look at their faces, how come they, they're not smiling? Yeah, they look like they were angry. And you would yeah. think that if they really saw an angel from heaven and they saw Mary and got these wonderful messages, they would be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They look, they they. You know what? I think, maybe, again, I can't tell, but they, they kind of look like very poverty-stricken kids, yeah, and it might have been did. a way yeah. to, um, you know, to, to get people to, to, you know, the church or something to help them out financially or something. Well, it sure did. I'm sure it did. It helped a lot of people huh. out financially. They, they built a <laughs> monument there, a shrine. I know. I know, thing. and you know, dedication is was that today where they were? Oh gosh, that's the other thing that 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 Taylor Marshall said that they read the Pope's dedication of Russia and Ukraine to the to the to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which was supposed to be what what Fatima was requiring. You know, the Lady of Fatima yeah, required yeah. that. Yeah. And um, oh gosh, did that thought just jump out of my head? And what did he say? Um, oh. That, that they looked at it in English, and in English, the, the message that they got of what the Pope was going to read from referred to Mary or, or, or as the Queen of Heaven. Yeah. And he thought, well, that was quite fine to call her the Queen of Heaven, he says, but that was a false translation of the original Spanish that the Pope wrote it in. And, and Taylor says it looks like he's dedicating her to Pacamama. Because he didn't say Queen of Heaven. He said, he said, he called her the Earth of the Heavens. Oh. And that it, and, and in all the other translations of the other several languages, including Latin, it referred to her as, as Earth of the Heavens instead of Queen of the Heavens. I mean, that's weird. So did and he say so, the Pope was going to consecrate Russia? To Mary? Oh, yeah, that was supposed to happen. To, it was either today or yesterday. <gasps> yes, that, that was supposed to. He did do that. But he but he said it in such a weird way that it, you can't even tell if that's in, actually what he did with his wording. And I think the, I think the thing happened today. And Marshall was Whoa. looking yesterday at the transcript. And um, he, he couldn't figure out where this saying came from, calling her the earth of heaven. Wow. And, and how, and he thinks that the people translated it in English as queen of heaven, just to shut the mouths of the, of the American critics. <laughs> when actually all that does is refer back to the book of Isaiah and uh, where the Israelis or the Hebrew children or whatever were worshiping the queen of heaven, which God didn't seem to like. No, I don't think so. Doesn't want you worshiping anybody but him. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Or goddesses. Yeah, or goddesses too. So yeah, so it's so much for 
you see all these people, they're hearing all these voices and they're getting all these visitations, but you could see how people can really uh, spin a yarn. Like these three kids, they were only small children. They, they looked like they were nine or ten, maybe. And uh, look what happened from their tail. Millions of people and, believe it. And for them to mock the, the rosary and the prayer that the, that the Catholic Church just finds as so sacred and they were mocking it, I had not heard that one. And that's shocking. But you have to watch Taylor Marshall from, from yesterday, the day before when he was talking about this. I was... I had never heard that before, yeah. and and yet they're they're saying that this consecration is going to stop the war between Russia and Ukraine. Well, it would be amazing if it did. It it, it would be amazing because then just think of all the glory it would bring to the Pope. You know, we always knew that in the end times the leash on the devil was going to be lengthened. <laughs> you know, and that yeah. that there would be more and more deception and, and, um, you know, and, and the restrainer kind of letting go a little bit and letting oh, the devil have way. You can't way. even believe the things that we're seeing. You can't even believe it. When you look at these videos from Patrick Lancaster of these people there in the Ukraine and these break off republics, and these are beautiful people. These, they talk so eloquently and, They've been through literal hell there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yet, they're, they're just amazing people. When you hear these testimonies from these people and you see how much they're suffering, but they're still going to go. I know, but I saw on somebody reported that a bunch of the Russian military guys were refusing to come to, to, to kill them. And so, well, you know, there's and there's a they lot were... of killing going on, but it's going on on both oh. sides. They're both evil. They're both evil. Both of them evil. But well, supposedly, uh, Putin, 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 how are you saying? Putin. Supposedly, he got some mercenaries from out of Syria or over there to do, to do some of the dirty work since so many of his Russian military wouldn't want to do it. Oh, who knows? Who knows? I know because there's so many different stories and you don't know what to believe. In fact, after what we've been through the last two years, can we oh, believe please, anything? Can you believe anything? There's so much propaganda out there, and they just lie constantly. You, talk about lying. You can't even believe the stories these people make up. But Jesus said it was going to get weird, and uh, it's getting weirder and weirder. And so we we have to sound the alarm for the church because we, we're starting to see what's going to happen with the... Uh, political things that are uh, about to take place. So, but anyway, so you want me to play and, this? When, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> Do you want me to play this uh, one with Tommy Barnett? Oh, yes, because that, again, this was back in the late 80s, and this was right after, or during, in the middle of the PTL scandal, and how... Um, you know, all of the, he was talking to not only Tommy Barnett, but Jack Hayford and Ogilvy, uh, what's his first name? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I remember name. him. Yeah. yeah Bruce remember. Ogilvy or whatever. And then, then the, and the, uh, another guy who was the head of the Assemblies of God Church and he was asking them, oh, 
what's this going to do to the, you know, the image of the church? I guess they cared for a little while before they just got too tainted and didn't care anymore. But at that time they cared. And so, uh, and so Pat Robertson had them on a special edition of the 700 club. And then uh, I, I left in um, Tommy Barnett, his, his answer. And he was also assemblies of God. Yeah. The press has played up Jim and Tammy and uh, whoever else (laughs) in a larger fashion than than any scandal I know anything about. They've tried deliberately or non-deliberately to hurt the the evangelical church. Apparently, you fellows are saying it hasn't worked. I mean, God is doing something new. I feel, you know, in all (laughs) seriousness, that the prelude to revival is house cleaning in the church. If judgment starts with the house of God, then it sweeps out to the general community. I believe that. And if God is going to give us enormous revival, he first had to clean up some of the areas that were not proper in our midst. I mean, that had to be. God had to judge it. And and, uh, the thing that people have to understand is this could be the prelude to what we saw in the early 80s was enormous. God has got something far, far better. And I really honestly believe that the fallow ground had to be broken up so we could contain the rain. And I believe the fallow ground is being broken up. Hearts are being touched. Pat, I've never seen people so hungry for revival as they are today. Mm-hmm. All my life, I just thought people talking about, about revival, we were in revival. Yeah. But for the first time in my life, I'm so hungry to see God pour out that latter rain And we're spending time in our church breaking up the fallow ground so when the rain does come, we can contain it. And honestly, I believe that that rain is just about to take place. I believe we're due any time. So did that rain take place or did the great apostasy begin to kick in at that moment? The great apostasy was really kicking in. In the 80s especially, it was kicking in. And there wasn't there wasn't that many people that were going to stand up and try to rescue the thing either. They were just all marching by the same drum, and uh-huh. uh, that drum was money. <laughs> <laughs> yep, money, influence, and name for themselves. In fact, this was uh, when was it that Pat Robertson decided he wanted to become president and he ran for the presidency? I can't remember if this was before or after that. But, you know, just the fact that he did that and he thought he could win the presidency, it just showed that he just really wanted power. Yeah. Well, he wasn't going to win the presidency, but. <laughs> he didn't get very far, as no. I recall. No, he didn't get very far. But, <laughs> but you uh... know, but yeah, for them to think that there's going to be some big revival day where they've been singing that song for They're so still long. They're singing that song. They're still saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, yeah, the last yeah. rain. And, you know. Yeah, it would be yeah, nice if it did. Rain. It would be nice. Yeah. Who wouldn't I saw it? the last rain the other day. We had, a, we had a tornado front that just turned the whole sky black. <laughs> you want that last rain? Because, you know, I think those dark clouds are more indicative of how things are looking today. And especially when there's been um, studies done with Barna and and others that show that once the baby boomers, which is us, go off the scene, that Christianity will literally be stamped out because the younger people are even the ones that do go to church. They're just there for other reasons other than Jesus. And and there'll be nothing left of the true gospel once the baby boomers are gone. 
Well, you can see this, the, the way things are panning out right before our very eyes. And uh, I, I think God will always have a remnant. But yeah, when, mm-hmm. you, when you see these churches, these mega churches, and they're full of people, and you wonder, why are, they, why are they even going over there? Because they're not preaching the gospel at most of these places. It's just a, a money-making business. So then the pastor can say, we're giving away a million dollars. Yeah, 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 a bunch of carnival barkers. Yeah, huh? exactly, and it's not even your money. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then they like the music, which is actually abhorrent when, when it's the, the lyrics are unbiblical. And and they get there. It's like going to hear a motivational speaker that, yeah. you know, can motivate you to 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 uh, take it all back and get riches. And and yeah, they they love to do that. That's what they're itching ears. Yeah. And that's what their itching ears want to hear. And that is what the younger crowd wants. And so yeah, well. and so they make those they build those guys up and you know people like Stephen Furtick and Andy Stanley and some of these guys they just you know the the younger people as I'm not saying all of them thank god there's some good ones and I know some and I just it, it delights me to see them but they are the remnant and um well, I'm glad they, they how could they even buy this stuff if if they if you spend 20 minutes looking at these videos of this war and then you think about what's being preached in the churches in America. It doesn't mix at all. Mm-mm. This is not reality. The world is falling apart. Yes, and and less Christianity is falling apart. I saw yeah. a, uh, 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 it was, uh, what was it, the, the 25, it was, it, it, it was, made from some poll that was taken back in 2018, I believe. And it was showing the 25 nations of the world that are the most atheistic, the most atheist. Number one came out as Japan. And I was not exactly surprised because I guess when they're Buddhist, they really don't believe in God anyway. So they're they're atheist. But like, like, you know, it counted down from 25 as, as, you know, down to the, to the most, which was number one. And number five, or right around number five, was Israel, and seventy-five percent atheists of yeah. those of the, those living in Israel, yeah. which was the thing that surprised the poll takers the most. Yeah. And so, and and America, thankfully, was not on that list, but the UK was. Oh yeah. yeah. And so was France, of course, and so. And of course, China, and you know, but but and Russia was on the list. But it's like the, the whole world is turning against, not even against, just against Jesus, but against the idea of a of a God. They're turning against their Creator all altogether. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild, really, when you when you think about it. How they're trying to change everything, and. They're doing a pretty good job of it as far as they're getting people to believe a lie, these big lies that they're telling. But let's play this Hal Lindsey clip because you wrote to Hal Lindsey, and maybe you could read that letter after we play this clip. If someone can handle only those things which he reads, parentheses, the milk of the word, he is still a baby, end quote. Now, 
I have grave concerns about the fact that the written word is the milk of the word and that the modern-day prophets are giving the, uh, no, the meat of the word. You just put words in my mouth which I don't believe. Let me, let me, let me just... Is that what it said? Yep. Let, let me... That's what was written, okay, brother. Okay, well, let understand you like you misunderstand me, because that's not what I read. Well, I've never had anybody come to me that read my book and, and point out in black and white where I said anything different. Well, I'll be than glad that. to correspond with you and give you some areas that I believe are there for misunderstanding. Right, I'll be glad to let's Hey, listen, oh, I'm, not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to be argumentative here. I'm just saying, listen, out there, there are people who think you're a heretic. Well, there are people because of what you have written. Well, we're correcting some of that, obviously, I hope. But you see, those same people that are out there would say that you're causing the Armageddon mentality to be such it's going to cause a nuclear welfare. We're not judged by the world. He says we can't be judged by the world. Hey, I'm I not, judge you by I'm your spirit. I'm I not judge talking you as a man about of God. the world. I'm talking about spirit-filled, Bible-studying students of the Word. Now, that was pretty brazen for Hal Lindsey to tell... Uh, Hawk, that people call him a heretic right on TBN. Yeah, that was, that was, you know, Earl Polk. And, um, and the thing is, after that, Paul decided to, um, well, what, how did that go down? No, it wasn't after that, that his then wife, Hal's fourth wife or third wife, whichever it was, Kim, who was with him, said, had told some friends, my sister and some friends, that she never felt anything so demonic as standing next to Earl Polk. And uh, so Earl Polk was, you know, trying to, to defend himself against Hal and against everybody who trying to, you know, to give, um, he had written this book, and then they dealt with that too, called Held in the Heavens Until. Did you ever read that? And he, no. he had several books absolute heresy he was saying jesus is held in the heavens until his church takes over the whole world and then gives it over to him yeah and so he was teaching some of the worst dominion theology you can imagine and um and the thing is at that time uh dotty rambo who was jan crouch's best friend was and and her dotty and her daughter reba were were his singers at 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 his church in yeah. atlanta yeah. And and so and and Jan would go there a lot. I mean, she considered Earl Paul as one of her pastors. He totally influenced her to go away from believing, you know, in premillennial eschatology into his postmillennial stuff. And so um and so that was that was really really terrible, but um I was proud of him to do that, to confront him. And um you know, I know my sister, one of my sisters did go and and was in studio then. I believe at that time I was living in Philadelphia. But it was uh, good that he did that. And, and yet, and how later became to where he, he got, he got banned for a while after that because Jan was so angry. And uh, then he went back and each time he had to surrender something, you know, whenever he patch and, you know, fight and make up with Paul, because Jan really, really didn't like him. He, how would tell stories about how, how he would call, um, 
you know, how Jan would just freak out every time she even heard his voice that she hated him so much. So, but, but, but Paul liked him because they shared the same eschatology. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, you know, it was, it was after that different things would happen where, where I felt Al just kept, you know, he didn't want to lose his place as to this day he still holds. Yeah, and um, still holds, yeah. And so he he had to give in more, a little bit, a little bit, and more and more and more. And then he he totally stopped confronting the evil there. But at least I had to hand it to him that he did. But then I I was very yeah, irritated with him. Yeah. I think we played that clip of him endorsing Fatima. Yeah. And, and different things that he ended up, you know, slipping. And one weren't a lot of people. I'm not sure how, how personally I did go on a get to know him and his, his daughters pretty well on a uh, trip to Israel back in 1984 that I went with them. And, and uh, like I said, my sister went to his church and was very closely associated. So I knew him pretty, you know, I would say we were buddies, but I knew him. And we were always warning him about all the heretics he was surrounding himself with. And it was a real problem. And so I had sent him an email about it and I can't remember what it was because I don't have the context in this in which he had shown where he was being seen too easy on Catholicism and all this kind of stuff <clears throat> and so I said I don't even have my whole letter I can read the end of it <laughs> and this was in back in um, March of 2002 and I said to how well, looks like this on the beginning of it. Oh, uh, well, I'll just read this part. It's all that matters. This last paragraph. I said, why do you associate with obvious wolves in cheap clothing, such as Morris Sorello and Jan and Paul Crouch? That's right. He was doing something with Morris I didn't like. Oh. And, and which, you know, that's as bad as you get. And, and I said, you know better, Hal. Is it really worth the compromise to keep your name and message out there? The time will come when you will go along with them so far for your own advancement that you will be given over to believe their lies and join them in deception if that hasn't happened already. (laughs) I was a little harsh on him, I will say. But at least he responded to me, unlike others, because he knew me. So he says, here, Jackie, can you suggest a network that I could put my program on that is more appropriate where I won't be tainted by association?" Sandwiched between sitcoms on Fox or ABC? Or do you recommend I pull off CBN altogether and abandon that slot to whoever comes next? Who should I associate with? People who already know the truth? How useful is that? <laughs> um, anyway, he says, he says, I would offer you this advice. Since your assumption is that I am so malleable, insincere, and money-motivated, I would caution you not to pay any attention to a word I say, I certainly wouldn't follow any teacher as corrupt as you believe me to be. Maybe he was a knee-jerk reaction, but... Yeah, that was <laughs> a little right there. didn't say that. <laughs> says, I know. He says, if I really wanted to carry on this conversation, I would ask you to list the false doctrine you've heard come from my lips. Instead, I will only pray that people will judge you according to what you do and not by what others around you do. Happy Easter, Hal. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd, you'd be better I'm, off between two sitcoms because at least people would know uh, 
he well where did this guy come from he's not uh, he's not one of us he's one of them yeah and see that was back in that was almost that was uh well that was almost exactly 20 years ago that was march 31st 02 that's 20 years ago wow time flies yeah <laughs> instead of saying oh ago. uh let me pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. I will I will think about it and see what the Lord tells me. Oh, no. Yeah, in fact, I was skipped, very defensive. I skipped, <laughs> I skipped the part where he said, I know you're concerned that I will be so concerned for my personal advancement. And then he puts in brackets at age 73 that I will abandon 50 years of faith and study to be duped. And, and, and you know, so that was 20 years ago. If he was 73 then, that makes him 93 now. Yeah, well, he was so, duped. He I know. Was duped. I, I know. If he but, was that you know, duped to recommend Fatima, that's pretty duped. Yeah, pretty duped. And um, <laughs> and he had other. He, he also on another program was was speaking the praises of John Paul II. Oh no. Oh yes. And I think that might. I can't remember which of those triggered my confronting him, but. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad after they after what they've done to the church and during the Inquisition. You're gonna cozy well, up to the Pope? I don't think well, so. at least he didn't do what Trump did. Trump knelt down before his yeah. before John the Second's blood sample yeah, and did. prayed. Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. He I never saw him kneeling down to pray at any other church he went to. <laughs> he goes and kneels down in front of John Paul's blood. I know. Yeah, well, that I, was a big statement. That was a big statement. So I hope evangelicals are paying attention. I don't, I, I, the sad thing is, I don't feel like many are, I think even less people are listening than back 20 years ago. I, I think that they just, so many people just turned a deaf ear so that they canceled us out. Any of the warning voices that are out there have just been, what was that? Was that on uh, Saturday Night Live or something where they used to put their hands over their ears and go, ah, la, da, 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 you oh, know, yeah, because so they, they don't wouldn't have to hear. listen to <laughs> And that's just it. They don't want to hear it. And you can't say anything now. And if you do, you're immediately marginalized, ostracized, and, and marked as a troublemaker. Well, I am a troublemaker. I am. I'm a troublemaker <laughs> for the devil. At least I'm not going to compromise for filthy lucre's sake, that's for sure. And uh, Well, for now to tell me, oh, you think I'm in the money? Well, well look where he's at now, yeah, million dollars. A, yeah, million dollars a, a year in benefits and salary. Yeah, please stop it already. But that's the thing. You can, you can have, uh, and we all have things in our life that we need to straighten out at one time or another. But you can't play around with the gospel. That's one thing. You don't misrepresent Jesus for your, your own selfish gain. It's that's We're not supposed to do that at all. And there's no excuse for that because you could be the messed up, a messed up person, but you could still love God enough not to compromise when you're talking about the gospel. Well, especially with what it turned out, you know, some 20 years later when everybody, you know, turned a deaf ear. Now, the the whole 
vision that people see of Christianity is the prosperity gospel. Yeah. Uh, is the is the word faith movement and and because everybody who has a different message as far as in the, the public square, which is you know, or has been at least television has been the public square, they're not getting <clears throat> they're not getting um heard anywhere else and so so everybody who goes there are just all painted in the same as the same thing and 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 if they stayed with secular television that wouldn't have happened because it would be they you would have seen the distinction between them exactly. and exactly. the others right but, but with Christian television the people don't make that distinction no, they don't make that distinction no they just think oh, crazy christians are all alike right and so now evangelism is almost impossible it's, it's because it's tough. It can be you know tough, yeah. and you know there's a scripture that is it in revelation where it says let the wicked be wicked still there is a time where um where it's like he quit drawing people because you see nobody comes unless the father draws them and um and could that be what happened? I'm looking it up. Uh, let's see. No, that's a different one. I guess you got to get the right version. Um, let me try this one. Give me a different one. Man, I'm not coming up with it. But I, it's a really important one. <laughs> I find those things. No. I wonder if I'm putting saying it wrong because um because the wicked are just left to be wicked and the scripture if I can get it right without me trying to paraphrase it. Something about the wicked will be wicked still, I know that, but Yeah, and then the but the righteous then then it can contrast it to the righteous and I I can't find that. Oh, well, well God's still going to find some righteous. There's still some mm-hmm. righteous people. There's still some godly people. There's still people that care yeah. about the gospel. Yeah. There's still people that love Jesus more than they love themselves. And we're always huh? going to have those people, thank God. We've got these messed up yeah. people. They're making a bad name for the rest of us. And we don't like it. We're going to keep on warning. We're going to keep on talking. As long as God gives me strength and this opportunity i'm going to take advantage of it i I think we still have these great opportunities yeah but it it, but after people who was it somebody i used to listen to was talking about the unpardonable sin is 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 you know the is trampling on the name of the holy spirit but I know that maybe it was Chuck Smith who used to teach that that there comes a time when they reject a person keeps rejecting the voice of the Holy Spirit and saying no 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 that he finally then just gives up and that it's the last time you say no is when you've done the unpardonable sin. Well, we're seeing that, but here's that verse, Revelation twenty two, eleven. He oh. that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Amen. 
Yeah, it's like, does there come a point where people chose up sides and that, that? Well, you can't see, you, you, you can't look at what's happening now in the world when you see this destruction and this devastation over there in Eastern Europe. This is Eastern Europe. This is 2022. You're not supposed to see these kind of things. So why are, right, but- and I'm saying to myself, why are they picking on these people? <laughs> and but that's interesting the filthy be filthy still yeah i mean there's, there's never been so much filth moral filth than what we see today no there isn't but they they uh i was thinking about this the other day well they like to talk about child pornography and how awful it is and they and oh well the sentences aren't strong enough blah blah but they could stop it. It's on the internet. Mm. You mean you can't stop it? So yeah. what are they really doing to uh, stop all these things? They're not doing enough. But we know that as in the days of Noah and it would be that way at the end times when he looked down and only saw evil continually. Yeah. And so since that's the way it was then, and Jesus warned us that it would be worse as far as the evil would be worse at the very end than it ever had been prior to this time. And, um, and so it would have to be that evil for God to judge the entire world again. And, and he knew he would do that back when he caused the global flood because he said now the earth would be preserved for the next judgment would be fire. And um, and he wasn't going to do the flood anymore. And so he put the rainbow as a symbol of that promise. Yeah. And now look what the rainbow's used for. I know. I know. When, and when you think about the, uh, everybody's praising Zelensky, and you look, there's a video of him on YouTube yeah. doing a gay dance with. Yes, yeah. well, another one came out today. Another one came out today. Other than that one dancing with all the guys, there was another one that was even worse. And even though they covered it with a black spot or whatever, he was totally dancing stark naked. <gasps> yeah, that one I came upon on Instagram today. And it was him, all right. And he was dancing around stark naked. Yeah, well, this is the new person. So it's filthy still. Yeah, that's where that's where we're at now, and they are filthy still. It's shocking. It's absolutely shocking what's going on. You just (laughs) yeah. But that goes to show you they'll be applauding the Antichrist. They'll be Uh -uh. applauding the filthiest of the filthy, and worshiping this person, and proclaiming how great this person is, and yeah. They're evil. It's evil. Yeah. But God's letting us see this. And filthy still. But anyway, God help us. We need all the help we can get right now. But that's our program for today. And I want to thank you, Jackie. So, Jackie, if people want to uh, contact you or read your newsletter, where do they go? Yes, they can... Google my name and find me at kristensentinel.com or find um, my YouTube channel with under Jackie Alnor and also on Facebook. Just look up my name. 
Uh, Jackie has a public Facebook page, and you can go on there and engage in conversation, which uh, she's there. She's there for you. <laughs> As they say, these, uh, some of these false pastors and preachers, we're here for you. Well, <laughs> prove it. That's it. Prove it. And, uh, but anyway, God has good people. We thank God for the good people. But we're going to talk about the bad people, and we're going to, we're going to expose the things that need to be exposed and help to build a strong, healthy church. All right, Jackie, so we'll be talking soon. I want to thank you for this program today. Always my pleasure. Yeah, it was a blessing. Thank you so much, and God bless. We'll be talking. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that's our program for today. But don't forget the most important thing. Now, some of you might be listening and you say, well, why would I want Jesus if people are so messed up? Well, people, people are messed up. Some people are more messed up than others, but when you don't know Jesus Christ, you're really messed up because you don't have any hope, you don't have any peace, you don't have any joy. And knowing the Prince of Peace and knowing about his great salvation, there's no other way to get through this life and through the things that we're going to have to face in the future. And even in this country, we're, we're facing some things right now. And we're going to face more small tribulations that maybe we as Americans didn't know. But there's one who said he's faithful and true and he sticks closer than a brother. And if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth Confession is made unto salvation. So give your life to Jesus Christ today. Repent of your sins because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to give us a brand new life. And he will. He'll give you a brand new life. And all things will pass away, and behold, all things will become new. And it's a wonderful life, knowing God. So whatever anybody else is doing, God's not going to ask you about what your neighbor did or what Jimmy Swaggart did. or No, he's going to ask you about your life. So we're all responsible to God for our own lives. So God bless you today. I want to thank all my listeners, everybody in the chat room, all the listeners from the United Kingdom, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, and Nigeria, the United States especially. So thank you all for listening. God bless you and keep you safe.
Blessed be the 